It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. You're currently listening to the free version of Let Me Talk. If you want longer, ad-free episodes, even earlier, head to lmtpod.com to find out how you subscribe. Let me talk! Let me talk! Let me talk! Let me talk! One, two... Welcome to Let Me Talk. This is a Manchester City podcast with me, David Mooney, and the Athletics Manchester City correspondent, Sam Lee. Hello, Sam. Hello. Uh, If you're a new listener, then welcome to the show. Uh, I've supported City my whole life, season ticket holder, all that sort of stuff, and Sam follows City home and away with his job with The Athletic. Uh, The transfer window is in full swing, so we're going to keep you up to date on all the latest stories regarding incomings and outgoings at City throughout the summer on Let Me Talk. There's been some huge developments in recent days, so let's get to it. Let's start with um, Gundogan. Gundogan's gone. Um, it's uh, they've agreed. Yeah. They've agreed a, a deal with uh, Chelsea for Kovacic as well. Yeah, um, we're recording this Friday morning, so by the time it's out and all that kind of stuff, there's bound to be loads of developments. But it seems like Kovacic is going to have the medical today, Friday. Um, but yeah, that, I mean that's not really a surprise, is it? Everyone's kind of everyone knows. It, it's weird actually because in terms of the timeline of this week, the deal agreed was first and you know as far as I know and I've said before he wasn't being signed as a replacement for Gundogan that was just uh, you know sign him and, and add him in and if Gundogan stays then great um, and then obviously what was it Wednesday evening found out that Gundogan's most likely go. well he, he is going you know it's just, yeah. not, it's just not official um, but then all the Rice stuff kind of overtook that and then you think okay well nobody's really talking about Kovacic anymore Kovacic Maybe this is getting into the to the nub of it, like especially quickly. But I feel like Kovacic coming in and Gundogan going, if that's how next season starts, not very exciting. But if City get Rice as well, then that is exciting. Yeah, yeah. So as a result of that, I just think the Kovacic thing is... It's a bit of a shrug of the shoulders overall. I, I don't know if the Kovacic thing as well is a little bit... There's a couple of factors going into it. One, it's Chelsea that they're signing him from. So he's so like Chelsea have had a, a, a season where they were basically batshit. And it's been a little bit of a, oh, well, Pep might need to do a little bit of tinkering and moulding to get what he wants out of him. And at the same time, the fee is actually quite small. They've, they've, it feels like they've got a bit of a bargain. Yeah, so I mean, it feels a bit underwhelming. But I mean, in terms of the signing itself... Um, yeah, I mean, there's going to be a few th- things that need to be adapted. I think I think he's going to be a good sign-in. Um, it's difficult because, you know, there's videos on, on Twitter of him 
just like giving the ball away stupidly and doing things that you think, well, that would would never or should never happen in a city team. Yeah, Pep on so his knees on the, on the touchline already. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, you know, we mentioned you know when Roger gave the ball away in his own half in the Champions League final. Yeah. God, to say in the Champions League final even still sounds weird, let alone winning it. <laughs> like, yeah, um, sinking in and all that. Um, but you know, and like that's proper like on your knees territory because like the team's not set up for Rodri to lose the ball there because Rodri doesn't lose the ball there. If you get counter-attacked on there, everyone's ahead of the ball, you are in trouble. And it was, you know, videos of Kovacic doing that and that kind of thing. But I, yeah, I think... I think there's a lot that Pep can work with there. It will take some adjustment. But also, so I wrote an article on what it'll, it'll bring and the things that need to be adjusted, the things that are well-suited and whatever. And it, you can't... Look, after Calvin Phillips, you can't just say, I'm sure it'll be fine. They know what they're doing. Because, you know, they were massively surprised when Calvin Phillips turned up at the kind of player that they'd got compared to, you know, the kind of player that they thought they were getting. So it's not like you can just be like, oh, it'll be fine. Because yeah. there's no guarantee of that. But generally, with City's business, it's fine, isn't it? You know, they, they know what they're doing. Um, but it's it's difficult not to compare Kovacic and Gundogan because, you know, similar types of players, like Gundogan's miles better. Nobody can replace Gundogan. And basically, that's the point. Like, nobody can replace Gundogan. Like, Rodri's completely different to Fernandinho, and that's fine. And... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, Gundogan is very similar to David Silva, but, you know, is a different player. Um, a, a more rounded player than Silva? I think he is, actually. Um, that might be a debate for another day. Maybe it's a debate for now, I don't know. <laughs> um, but City have shown over the years, Haaland's a different player to Aguero, but b- between them, they had no striker at all, massively different to Aguero, and moved on, arguably got better. So that's how you do it. And I'm sure this is how they'll do it. But it just looks like, because Kovacic is broadly similar to Gundogan, you just think, well, that's like a bit of a downgrade. But that's why I think you go back to, he's not supposed to be the Gundogan replacement. Like, as we said on the transfer show at the start of the week, if Gundogan goes, then they'll move for Rice. And it seems like that's happening. And look, that is going to be complicated. But let's let's just skip ahead for the complications and then maybe come back to them but if they were to sign Rice and go into the next season I'd be like fuck me this is exciting yeah like Rice yeah. and Kovacic well, in the midfield I like how this is looking that that point I just want to um, we've got a load of emails to, to bring in on uh, Declan Rice because uh, we asked listeners about them uh, about about the potential transfer uh, but something you've just said makes me I'm going to skip ahead to one of the emails that came in because it kind of ties in quite nicely so Keegan Bagley wrote in to say uh, Gundogan is such a unique player like many City legends that have had to be replaced in recent years that you're not going to replace him with a Gundogan style player because they don't really exist because of how unique he is so like other legends that have been replaced in recent years you look at Hart for Edison and then Zabaleta for Walker, Fernandinho for Rodri, Torre for De Bruyne, Aguero for Haaland. The replacements have not been the same style as player as the predecessors, but City keep on winning and Guardiola keeps on evolving. And that's the point, isn't it? Well, yeah, exactly, yeah. And again, I don't like to use United examples, but I remember, for obvious reasons, when Roy Keane left United, you think, how how can anyone replace Roy Keane? And you can't. Like A player like that, you can't. But then they got Carrick, and Carrick was a completely different style. Like Carrick was like a City style player now. That's like a Rodri style, um, completely different to what United have been doing, and then just carried on again. So like, it's not even like it, it's just a City thing. Like 
it is doable. But like, fortunately for like City fans and being relatable to City fans' experiences, there's so many in the last ten years, but even like five years alone, the show can work. Yeah. Um, but I mean, yeah, it's difficult. It's difficult because I, I suppose since Wednesday night, we've all kind of got used to the idea of Gundogan going and then moving on to like Rice and whatever else. But at some point, you know. Friday, Saturday, I'd imagine the whole Gundogan thing is going to be made official. And then in terms of like sinking in, um, it'll kind of hit home. So I suppose we better have a proper debate around that. Like, or not debate, but conversation. Like, I, I, got a, I got a DM I, I sent you from Andrew Hafner. Yeah. And he was saying, when was the last time the fan base was this gutted to see a player leave? And it's like, I think it's a good question. And I wonder if partly if that's because, you know, if people are more gutted about this than others, it's probably because it came suddenly. All the others, there's a list, isn't there? It's like Hart, Torre, Zabaleta, other way around those two. Yeah. Uh, Company, David Silva, Aguero, Fernandinho. Everyone's known that's been coming for like at least a couple of months, if not like the whole season. Company was a bit different. I feel like company, company dropped, was the, actually, yeah, he, he dropped the bombshell, was, didn't he, at the end of the... Yeah, he um, did after the, after the cup final. That was very sudden, actually. So, yeah, okay, so you've got a comparison there. But, yeah, I feel like... And, and maybe as well. But then, like, the the company season ended on a high as well, didn't it? But maybe not quite as much of a high as obviously winning the treble and the Champions League. But I suppose those two are comparable. So, yeah, it is interesting. Like, Do you feel like this one is well, more... To the heart than others, or yeah, this for me, this one has been the hardest one for a while. Um, even though, like, we've known about it for a while because, like, his contract has been running out. So, like, if I if if I think back to some of those others, um, like again, the contract was running out, and you knew the deadline was uh, was coming, and then they announced in the in the running that oh, they're not going to get a new contract, and this is going to be the end. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, in some cases, like David Silver, for instance, he didn't didn't he say no i am i am going to leave at the end of this contract and that's it and it was like it, we knew for the last few months of the season that that that's what he was doing um aguero i can't remember became, exactly but i yeah. think possibly longer because he always wanted to do 10 years yeah so then when the 10 years you know that that contract took him up to that so he would have known clearly that that uh, was his leaving day. He announced yeah. it but with aguero i remember it was like the international break so like yeah. march kind of time so yeah you had that confirmation that was a shock but you had that kind of confirmation yeah that confirmation to come and we knew like his final games were coming um and i like i don't know if this speaks to just the age that i am and kind of the the time of life that i'm in but when i saw this question when you sent me this question the first name that came to mind was a pre-takeover name um and it was sean wright phillips there was yes andrew said the same yeah there was um as it was back in the day where City's single hope for any sort of light in the team was a player that had come through the academy and was really exciting to watch when he got the ball. And then yeah. uh, much in the same way that City have in recent years come along and gone, he's a great player, we'll have him. Uh, Chelsea did that to City in 2005, I want to say. Um and like the 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 disappointing thing about that transfer is like having having spoken to Wright Phillips in the years since, it's like he didn't want to leave City. City fans didn't want to see him leave. City didn't want to sell him, but they just needed the money. And so it, like it was a transfer that had to go through because the club had to get money towards its debts. And I, I just I remember at that point that like the genuine kind of. 
I like I want to say heartbreak because it's like it, it it was the knowledge that going into the next season something wouldn't quite be the same. Um, and you, you get that with like like with Joe Hart and with you know Zabaleta. I mean, like Zabaleta's a different one as well because as, as as good as he'd been for City, it was clear that by the end of his final season that he wasn't up to what City needed him to do. And like that becomes easier to take. I guess it's I guess it's possibly harder to take because you know Gundogan could have a good season again next season. Yeah, I think I think so. I, I as you were talking there in terms of things not being the same, I was thinking City fans are used to that now. And as, as I'm not saying I'm disagreeing with you or, or mm. saying something you don't know, but I think City fans have obviously become used to that, having seen so many players go and then the club move on. But I, I suppose yeah, there is the element of you know Gundogan's going to be good next season. Um. Whereas you think of, think of somebody like Torre, for instance, he was he was yeah, definitely the end of his, of his career. Finished. Yeah, um, like I suppose you'd, you'd you'd maybe be pushed to remember that he was actually in the squad in that hundred point season. Yeah. Um, so there's that, um, but I do think in terms of it's the uncertainty, and I think it's because of the Champions League. You know, so you know we was comparing the the um, the domestic treble season to this and company going out on a high suddenly in similar circumstances. I yeah. do think there is a there is a general vibe of how do the players slash club move on from this massive high, like feels like the accomplishment of all their goals. What's next season going to look like? And then you're missing such a crucial player from that as well. It kind of adds to the uncertainty. And I wonder if that's probably the biggest factor in it, yeah, if it possibly. does feel different. Yeah, yeah, possibly because, like, like I say, and then you look at someone like Hart, for instance, as as beloved as he was, and you know that that final game against Stour Bucharest, where you know the fans were singing his name throughout, and it was he was captain because it was obvious he was leaving. It's like, yeah. yeah, but like he isn't the goalkeeper that Guardiola wants or needs for this team, and you kind of get it. You kind of as as difficult as it is to take. You you look at the bigger picture and go, well, Guardiola's moving on, and he's developing the style of play. Now, obviously, Claudio Bravo was not the answer to the. The problem that City had, but that wasn't the that wasn't the issue. The issue was that you know a, a club legend was leaving. Um, a company like you say, um, similarities with with uh, I, I think has the most similarities with uh, with Gundogan. Um, and yeah, Aguero obviously was injured and, and not really up to it for the, for the following season. There's, I mean, even David Silva, David Silva. Um, he dropped off in that last half of the season, didn't he? There was that, like there was, that was a bad season, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a bad season for City, and there was there, there was uh, concerns about how he have could have fitted in in that season because of um, because of how he was how he was dropping off a little bit. So even then, as good as he was, there was still a little bit of a downturn and a little bit of a of an issue. Whereas again, we Gundogan, it's just yeah, it's um, it's you know if you put him in that position next season, he'll do exactly what he did this season. Yeah, I think interestingly as well. So. I remember when Mara signed his new contract last summer, a bit of detail that I was able to add in was they gave him a two-year deal despite... How old would he have been then? Let me see how old he is now. 32. So he'd have been 31 then. They gave him a two-year deal despite you know being over 30 because they felt that with his like physique and the way his body is, he's got another two years in him. But that, as a bit of detail... When like a player signs a new contract and it's not like massive, massive news, sounds like, oh right, yeah, fine, whatever. It just sounds like fluff. But then you compare it now to Gundogan, and you think they were only going to give him one year at least yeah. initially, because they obviously didn't feel, you know, they made an exception for Mares, which didn't feel that 
um, impressive or much to shout about last year because he just felt like normal. But when you look at it now, you think actually they did feel that Mahrez is different and that's why they were more comfortable to give him two years. Whereas with Gundogan, obviously they didn't. And I remember after the Everton game, I was writing, you know, just just give him a two-year deal anyway because like, surely next season will be fine. I don't think next season there'll be a problem. Although we did say in a couple of podcasts, didn't we, that in a couple of games towards the end, he looked knackered. Yeah. So whether that's age or just, you know, the demands of the season, I don't know. And, you know, you could arguably keep say that next year, keep him, add Kovacic, a bit more depth, that wouldn't be there. And then I was saying, well, even if in the second season, he basically has a season, a final season like Fernandinho had, when he was basically not really around, was he Fernandinho, until it was like absolutely necessary. And obviously he finished the season at centre-half and all that kind of stuff. And obviously... The last game of the season against Villa, he got he got taken off at half time because he was going disastrously. Yeah, but you think going off the assumption that he's on two hundred grand a week, yeah, uh, which maybe more, maybe less. That's about ten ten and a half million a year. And then you think it's easy for me to say, and I think I did say in this article, even in that second year of his contract. I don't know. Maybe you could even negotiate a, a, a drop in that second year, or whatever. But like, surely. For that ten million, it's worth keeping him around for the dressing room side of things because even though Fernandinho wasn't around on the pitch, he was like still a massive part of the dressing room. Yeah, and you think you're still getting value there, and even if it means that Gundogan in that, let's say, I mean, because he might not be like this, but even in that Fernandinho state in the second season, could play in certain games, even if it's like cup games, to rest other players. You know, he could play holding midfield maybe against you know whoever at home, Wickham at home or something and Rodri could rest, or whatever it may be. And surely you're getting some kind of value there, but obviously that's not how the club is run. And it was a pretty kind of hard line. This guy is 32 years old. We're offering him one year. And like, it'd be 33 in October. Like, we're yeah. offering him one year. And and obviously that's, you know, part of... Um, a, bit, a big part of how it developed. Like, I, I did a Five Live thing on Thursday night, and I thought the question was something like, could we see this coming? And I was like, well... It'd be difficult. I mean, it'd be, it'd be hypocritical to say we could see this coming because, like, I didn't know. Nobody knew really, and I, the whole point of what I was saying on the podcast the other night was, nobody knows yet. And then once they do, then City will, you know, move on from there. But nobody knows. Um, but I was, I suppose, in hindsight, you could say that kind of offer from Barca, that stability of we'll give you two or three years, has always been there. Whereas City's wasn't, and he wasn't getting what he was offered from City. Yeah. So at least initially. Barca's offer would have been more attractive despite him wanting to stay at City initially and that being his priority. Yeah, a thought struck so, me as well when you were speaking there that um, when he said it like he could, maybe the club could negotiate something for the second year. And I, I was like, yeah, that that seems like, like surely that would be an option. But then again, if you're Gundogan, you're, you don't want to sign a contract that says you get paid less if you don't play as much. Like it's yeah. like it, there's no there's no incentive for you to sign that. Yeah, or even not even just not to play so much, but you know, if your it's wage bonus related twenty five percent or whatever, yeah, exactly. But but yeah, again, even so, um if Barca are offering three years then well, I mean there've been obviously some stupid takes like, oh well this shows like Barca's standing in the world game and it's like he's done everything at City. He didn't quite get the contract offer he wanted. He's at the end of his career and it's like it's an attractive club to go and play for. Like I don't think at any point is anyone suggesting or even Gundogan thinking Barca are better than City. Yeah. But it just feels like a good time to to go and do it. Like if Walker goes to Bayern, that's not like, oh, well, you know, that's because City aren't actually very good and Bayern are 
part of the elite and players want to go there. Not really. Like Walker's time at City, you know, by his own decision, seemingly has reached a natural conclusion. Yeah, and he's going to go, and he's going to go somewhere else. Like, why wouldn't you? He's won everything. But especially Barcelona, better weather, better way of life. You know, of course you would. Okay, we're going to take a very short ad break now. When we come back, we'll talk about the chances of Kyle Walker leaving City, and we'll look at the very latest in the Sam versus Riyad Mahrez situation. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Let Me Talk is sponsored by you, the listeners. The best way to support the podcast is by subscribing via Memberful. You can pay as little as £2 per month, which gives you early access to all our podcasts ad-free, and they're packed with even more content. That gives you even more minutes of us to fill up your week. Subscribing is really easy and the longer episodes will integrate seamlessly with your podcast app of choice, be it Spotify or Apple. Head over to lmtpod.com for more information on signing up and links to all of our socials. As we saw at the end of last season, there is room for Carl Walker to play. But as we saw for a lot of others and the Champions League final, there's also room for him not to play. So it's like if you've got a good offer from somewhere else and you've won all there is to win and you've had a great time at City and... You feel the time to go, why wouldn't you? And it's no, a good, and it's a good got, offer from a good club as well, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, look, I've not, um, I've not got any updates on that, but it's, it's a partial update, but it's actually a message I missed from last week. Um, so it's not new. And I know like, there's been stuff reported in Germany about Tuckle being like a driving force behind it, but I got sent a message last week um, that I didn't see. And it just said, um, it was like a forwarded WhatsApp from my mate, from somebody. So my mate forwarded it to me from somebody that he knew. And he was, oh, so-and-so said Walker was talking to Tuchel on the phone after the Champions League final. Now, I doubt it was the Saturday night, but I think it would have been right, in know, the Sunday, days. Monday yeah. kind of time. Um, so again, like this Walker thing, it feels weird because there's not been many updates this week since, you know, the, the reports that we talked about on Monday about, oh, he's going to extend his contract and doesn't want to go and stuff like So it's weird, but this isn't, you know, we're not, when, when we're talking about this buy-in thing, this isn't, uh, 2019 Guardiola's going to Juventus kind of gaslighting situation you know where it's like they were just pushing so hard that Pep was going to go and manage Juve that summer it was so mental you think yeah. this just isn't true like this this Walker to Bayern thing like, maybe it doesn't happen but it's like so legit like, it's it's so legit but it's just very strange um, and yeah but yeah we'll we'll, we'll see with that um, I, I guess we'll see with Mahrez as well yeah yeah, Maris, Maris is so weird with his with his tweets. Like, 
because the thing was so so hang, hang on that, let's let's let, well let's let's lay out exactly what you said first because you didn't say that he is well, after no, a new contract I mean, did you and that's what got well, aggregated that's what got aggregated but like look, you know when we were talking about the walker thing the other night and just then you know like when there was these contradictory reports from like Fabrizio and on Sky about who's going to sign a new contract, like I do not care because I know what I'm saying is right. And that sounds incredibly kind of arrogant. And I was, I was also saying, look, you know, there have been times when, you know, if something gets called out as wrong or there's just other information, like contradictory information, you think, oh God, what's like, what have I done? And, you know, if I was wrong, I'd say, but like one of these examples, so Mare's right. I think, it's a very kind of murky situation, leaving Mares out of it. Because last week I did a kind of rundown of the squad and how it's looking and the players who could go. But it was a kind of, the whole thing was these were done for every club. And it was that this is how the squad is. And then what do you, what does the squad need in like every position? And it was like goalkeeper, fullbacks, centre-backs, holding midfield, attacking midfield, strikers, wingers. So it was like, this is the situation which I tried to put like, a lot of info in. So that was where like, the Walker thing came from. And like Mares and the Saudi Arabia stuff, that's where I put it in. So then like the needs were like, well, you know, they need a right back, they need a left back kind of thing. And like, to be fair, in that, I think I did say they were looking for a left back, but I got confused. And basically it's Guardiola is the kind of left back, but you know, he's obviously not a left back. So it's not a traditional one. So that is an example from one week to the next. And this isn't great on my part, but that what I said about a left back wasn't right. Um, but it was, you know, it was, it wasn't totally wrong, but it wasn't as I put it across. And, you know, that was a kind of, okay, shit. Like I, I didn't get called out on it and there wasn't contradictory information, but it was kind of, I got more info for the week later. I was like, okay, so that's, that was that. Um, but then there was, it was murky because some of the aggregators were like Man City looking for a winger this summer, Sam Lee. And I was like, did I say that? And went back and I just wrote out the situation with the wingers. And in the needs bit, it was like, well, you know, if, Mares goes, then they need a right winger. I was like, well, that's not me saying they're looking for a winger, but I was like, I'm not going to bother fighting it. Like, whatever, it doesn't matter. So that, so that's all kind of like people, like this, with this Walker thing, it's difficult because I'm saying, and sources in Germany are saying he's good chance of going to Bayern. And then you've got Fabrizio and Sky saying don't. So I, it must be really difficult for people who are just like, who don't know what's going on, but they're just trying to look for people who are supposedly trustworthy. So to, to keep up, it must be really difficult. But then it's so much more difficult when aggregators are saying stuff that like, I haven't said. But then you've got the Mares thing. And again, going back to me saying, I will admit if I'm wrong. So I think in talking about differences between that article last week about what the squad situation is and what the squad needs and the transfer update at the start of this week, which we did the podcast on and on that, that mailbag on, on The Athletic, there was a different, another difference there. And I said that Mares, I think I said in the tweets last week for the state of the squad thing, that Mares is likely to go. I think I said Ma uh, Walker and Mares are likely to go. Now, Mares isn't, isn't likely to go. I think I got that wrong. And to go back to what Mares took exception to the other day, I hadn't seen it for till about 45 minutes after his tweet. And obviously the aggregator had deleted the tweet. So I wasn't sure what it said. Obviously I've seen it in the meantime. But, and I didn't know, I just I didn't know what it could be. But like in hindsight, thinking about it now and thinking about it since, if he'd have quote tweeted me saying Maris is likely to leave and said, this isn't true. I, like at the time, 
at the time, maybe I'd have been like, oh, shit, you know, I need to check this out. Or, you know, maybe I'd have been like, no, it is, it is. And I'd have been wrong and I'd just since later admit it. But that would have been fair enough. Like, if it had, if it had said, I'm not likely to leave, like, oh, oh, that would have been fine. But the, 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 the aggregated tweet was like, he wants a new contract. No, I've, I think I've, maybe I've worded it wrongly at times, or maybe it's been aggregated. I can't remember because obviously I've done podcasts, I've done two different articles. He would sign a new contract if it was offered, but that's not likely for obvious reasons because they've just given him one. And City, and I do stand by this, I think, you know, if City were to be offered like 50 million, which there is a bit of a suggestion of that kind of bid coming in, then they'd be tempted by that. And those were the three things that he took exception to. And it was like, well, that's just, a, there's, they're three weird things to take exception to. But then I was thinking about it more. I was like, if he's read that as Maris wants a new contract, as if like he's telling his agent, get me a new deal or I'm pissed off kind of thing. I can see why he'd um, object to that. But then that's, I think that's more of an aggregator issue than a my issue. And again, look, I have just admitted that I was wrong in terms of saying it's likely. I don't think it's likely he goes. It's complicated. I think that's how we painted it on the podcast on Monday. It's complicated, his situation. Like, we don't know. Um, so, yeah, but then, but he's a strange one as well because obviously he, he called me out on it, on that story in the the pandemic revival season when they came started poorly and won the league. That, you know, teammates had had a word with him about being greedy. And again, that was it. When he tweeted that, you know, that was my first kind of time of having a player quote tweet it. And obviously, like the power a player holds, you like you, you could be the you could be Fabrizio Romano, you know, Did he not- sixteen million followers, great reputation. But if a footballer quotes tweet you and says you shit, you know, you ain't winning that battle. Yeah. Did Did he not like the week after then run the ball out of play at the back of Sheffield United or something daft? <laughs> yeah, he did. And there was a there was a video as well, like Foden and like whoever. Like De Bruyne or something were like interviewing each other or like speaking to each other for like a Sky thing and they, there was a little comment that suggested that Marius was greedy I was like that's quite funny but but with that I was like oh shit like have I done something wrong and I've not but I was like no I checked it over again I was like no no this it's fine and then at the end of the season so obviously that was the the end of that season was the famous four or five players want to leave after the Champions League final thing and all of that and one of the guys who told me about that initially I was walking through Manchester with him and I still remember the streak we were on because we were just talking and obviously it was the end of that season where they, they turned it around and that Maris thing was at the start of the season wasn't it when it was still a bit grim and obviously by the end they were winning the league and waiting for the Champions League final and the, the lad who, who knew about all the players being unhappy and stuff he, he mentioned Maris and he was like oh yeah earlier in the season like some of the players like, took him to one side for being greedy and I, was, I just stopped him <laughs> on track so I was like thank you uh, that's, that's, that's just funny I mean yeah but then so again, it's just like what, why? And then it's weird because the other re- the other recent example was after the FA Cup final, and like I am involved in this, but like I, it's my video. I had no I had no idea this was going on. So it was, do you remember that video after the FA Cup final? I posted of all the City players jumping up and down in a huddle, and then Guardiola telling the players go and celebrate with the fans, and they ran, and like Harlem was jumping and punching the air and stuff. So I posted that video, and like you know Guardiola was in the huddle. I was like, that's interesting, like team dynamics, you know, the manager room with the players, and this is cool, and all this kind of stuff. And then people had noticed that Mares was just kind of walking around on his own, and some guy had like quote tweeted my video, and I don't remember what he said. I'm not going to read all of it because there was just kind of like shade in there as well. Me taking the... Yeah, but the thing is the, the tweet was obviously deleted, but he was like, me taking the time to answer your tweet should tell you more about the situation than me not running on a video, lol. Next time, just sit back and enjoy, which is quite funny actually because like the advice being sit back and enjoy. Like, so fine, like if he's not celebrating in the video and he's like 
con- like contemplating the victory in his own way, you know, whatever you want to put it, fine. Um, and then, you know, he's obviously taken the time at like 8 p.m. So when would it have been? Um, still like kind of around the dressing room at that point, I guess. Um, let me get this back on track. So yeah, so anyway, basically he tweeted saying, like, don't worry about my celebrations or whatever. But then I was speaking to somebody in Istanbul before the game about Walker and they were saying, oh yeah, you know, he'll want to get on. Walker will want to get on because obviously he didn't start. Because if he doesn't get on, he, he won't feel like he's contributed in the same way. And you know, if they win it, you won't quite enjoy it in the same way because you won't feel like you contributed. And then he said, it's like Mares, And he'd seen Mares at Wembley and he said he tried to speak to him but he was like, he was, he was a bit distant, a bit not grumpy, but like a bit down because he hadn't been involved in the final. And that was what was in the video. And that was what the guy tweeted. And it's like, well, it's fine to be like that. Like, I, I'd, I'd probably be the same. You know, if I was in this team and didn't get on, on the pitch, I'd, I'd probably feel a bit different as well. You know, I'd probably celebrate, but still feel like oh, I didn't really, a bit of a fraud, you know, I didn't contribute to this. So I can understand that. But why are you tweeting like somebody, it's not even me this time. Like, it's not even some journalist who could, let's say, for argument's sake, like, like ruin his reputation or whatever. It's just some fan on the internet. Like, why, why are you bothering replying to a fan on the internet about something that is actually true? It's a strange guy. Um, but yeah, like, if it have said you're wrong to say I'm likely to go, then fair play. But it just, just takes takes exception to the strangest thing. <laughs> and again, it was our first day of holiday. It's like, be on holiday then. Well, I mean, to be fair, like if, if I was on holiday and there was some shit being said about me on Twitter, I'd probably say something as well. So fine, but just strange scenario. Like, I, I was sitting there all the way through that, Sam, thinking, yeah, I, I'd just go away on holiday and, and like enjoy it. And I was like, no, I've been there, done that. And I didn't do that. So yeah, I'm not yeah. going to say anything. Well, that's the thing, like, because obviously like, I've had loads of tweets about me since then as well. And like sometimes I'm like, it doesn't matter. And then some of them, like, you know, one minute to the next, like next five minutes might feel different. I'm like, oh, no, I'll reply to this one. So I get that urge. But it's like, some of these things are like, are true. What? Oh, just very odd. Very odd. I mean, look, I've spoken for it for about 15 minutes. So obviously it's very, it's rattled me. But no, I thought it was interesting. <laughs> like that, I just thought it was interesting that I hadn't really had any thoughts on him commenting on that video from Wembley until Istanbul when someone was like, oh yeah, he was a bit like, down after the game or grumpy or whatever. And it was like, oh, fucking hell, like, and then, then it just took me back to that, his tweet. I was like, why, why does he do it? Um, but we'll, I mean, we'll see. Like, like I say, la- last week I would have said he was likely to go. That would have been wrong. Um, now it's more complicated, which I think it is, but we'll see. Um, plenty more stuff going on well that's it for the free version of let me talk if you subscribe via memberful then we talk about a certain west ham midfielder that might be moving north don't we sam yeah well i suppose it's a good example of what you do get on memberful on thursday we emailed out to all the members saying give us your thoughts on Declan rice so we've read out a load of emails we've talked about those talking points um why you're going for him where we could possibly play what they'll bring and that's kind of boring isn't it because that's what everyone talks about but I promise you it's really good there's loads of stuff in there about Rice <laughs> yeah. um, 
and yeah I'm, I'm very excited about the possibility and I think that comes through in what we said yep so that's all for members those ad free episodes are longer and they're out earlier as well you can find out more on lmtpod.com if you want to send us an email hello at lmtpod.com is the way to do it you can follow us on twitter and instagram at lmtpod and we're on tiktok as well over there we're at lmt underscore pod there's plenty of content on there from behind the scenes and from podcast recordings as well thank you very much for listening and we will see you next time Wanna hear you go?